Dateline, 9th of April, 2023, and we're all watching China with bated breath. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. It's not looking good, is it? Uh, welcome, folks, to this week's Australia Desk for episode 745. Well, Grant, uh, yes, let's not look at the uh, situation in China because uh, as we record this, um, well, that might be actually generating a lot of uh, aviation news <laughs> and none of it good no. coming up. Anyway, Grant, you know, um, we normally have to do this, well, in fact, every week we have to do this uh, a week staged apart, but uh, just in response to last week's discussion about our accents, now you've got to remember you guys at Airplane Geeks HQ, from our perspective, we don't have accents at all. You guys have the accents. It's truth, mate. We don't have no accents. Not a chance. <laughs> no, we don't have any accents here. Anyway, you know what, actually, Grant, um, seriously, though, that actually does highlight the importance of using things in aviation, such as the phonetic alphabet. I remember when I was learning to fly and, um, you know, I, I was living in the US state of Arkansas down in the south, so you can imagine <laughs> their accent is quite a lot different to mine. And ling, and, ling, um, ling, 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 you all fly down well, here again. <laughs> grant you, you'll get us into all sorts of trouble <laughs> with some of my friends. Oh, what a shock. Anyhow, <laughs> again, anyhow... Um, you know, I, I actually used to have to modify um, my accent so that I could make myself understood. I remember having to call up to – now, you've got to remember, folks, this was back in the early 1990s when you would call up to a – I believe it was called a flight service station to file a, uh, an IFR flight plan. But we always had trouble with the letter I and the letter R in the alphabet because obviously in our accent – if I say the letter R, it sounds like in the American with an American accent, the letter I. So that used to cause all sorts of confusion. Oh, dear, dear, dear. But uh, also, obviously, the um, Australian accent, the cadence, at least from the southern part of Australia where we live, is um, a little bit quicker. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> fortunately for that, we've got the phonetic alphabet, you know, like X is for xylophone. Uh, oh, it works beautifully. G is for sar, <laughs> you know, uh, G is for nu. I mean, it works perfectly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So it's, that was actually uh, actually quite interesting. I, I actually had to, you know, when I was spelling my surname, which ends in the letter R, I used to have to say R, which I always sound, thought sounded absolutely, totally ridiculous, but it was the only way that I could get it across uh, with my accent. So yeah, there you go. I, not, not, of course, as I mentioned, that I have an accent. Well, I had the same thing when I was working in Boston, and I had to say, RM Systems, this is Grant because otherwise they had no idea who the heck I was saying I was. It was awesome fun. <laughs> well, Grant, uh, speaking of um, places where they have slightly different accents, let's talk about Vanuatu. And, in fact, uh, this was a nice little promo clip this week from our friends at Virgin Australia. Port Vila Tower, good afternoon. Velocity 53, finals, runway 29. Velocity 53, Port Vila Tower, a very warm welcome back. Wind is 290 degrees, 8 knots. Runway 29 clear to land. 100, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10. Runway 29, great to be back, Velocity 53. Well, you know, Grant, I had to leave that cockpit audio in for the uh, short final, the announcements from the uh, Boeing cockpit because I always think it sounds so cool. <laughs> how, face facts, how many times have you been landing, especially in a 737, and you're there going 50? 40, 30. <laughs> and not getting confused by saying other things like retard, retard. <laughs> no, that's the Airbus in you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, Virgin Australia, Grant, they're uh, after uh, quite a few years away, they're returning to uh, Vanuatu out there in the Pacific. You know, Grant, that makes me think 
Must be almost time for me to take a holiday. Oh, I'm thinking exactly the same thing. There's what a, a beautiful part of the world. Oh, Vanuatu is just peachy, mate. You know, it's a great doorway to parts of the Pacific. You've got to get out there, make the most of it. There's some incredible scuba diving and snorkeling in the Pacific. Having been there, done that, highly recommended. Yeah, and of course, um, you know, Virgin and, uh, in fact, a lot of airlines, in fact, haven't been flying out to some of those beautiful Pacific Islands uh, because of the COVID uh, years. But uh, good to see, Grant, that they're starting to fly back there and that, you know, a lot of those islands, Grant, they really rely on um, on the tourism dollar. You know, I, I think, uh, of course, of Fiji, where I've been a few times, you know, um, the, the COVID years with uh, all the tourists disappearing from those parts of the world really, really hurt their economy. So good to see that uh, Virgin is flying back in there and taking some cashed up Aussie tourists, hopefully, they to spend some dollars i agree mate but you know if i'm going to go and uh hit the pacific again i'm going to Aitutaki. um my father has some amazing stories of that place in the 50s and early, very very early 60s and uh a lady i used to work with back or oh, in the before times is from Aitutaki, and she has posted some amazing photos both before covid and after covid of hanging out in the family area near one of the beautiful lagoons and all that and uh yes if i say kit is going when are we going to ida tacky yes well did i mention i'm uh, looking forward to going on a holiday soon grant and we'll get to that subject in just a minute not my holidays but lots of other people but uh we'll stick with the subject of virgin australia and uh this article here in executivetraveler.com actually from a week or so back mentions that uh the airline is looking at uh, very soon taking delivery of its first batch of 737 maxes that's right mate they won't be the first maxes uh registered here in australia of course bonza got that award uh they're only flying the max but uh, virgin's going to upgrade to the max they did have an order in the early days and the max troubles happened and they put it all on hold. And so now it looks like May, June this year, their maxes are going to arrive and they're going to actually start using them on the Cairns to Tokyo run because they have slots in Tokyo that if they don't start using them, they're going to lose. And it's interesting because Cairns, for uh, people who don't know that part of the world, that's way up in far north Queensland, and um, it's a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. It's not exactly the largest Australian city <laughs> on earth, though, so uh, I find that interesting if they need to uh, maintain that slot that they've picked flights from Cairns across to Tokyo. I would imagine, Grant, that there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of Japanese tourists that would uh, come into uh, Cairns, coming in direct and uh, really enjoying the tropical weather up there. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's, it's relatively well located to get to Tokyo, um, if you look at it, it's pretty much straight up from there. And you can run a number of other flights that they already have from Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, et cetera, getting to Cairns and then stage through to Tokyo. And, of course, uh, you know, from coming from points further south, um, that might actually be an interesting proposition for Virgin now because those are routes that were perhaps once served by their fleet of Boeing 777s, which, of mm-hmm. course, they no longer have post their restructure. Correct, mate. Correct. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with this. But, yeah, Cairns to Tokyo, it's pretty much straight north. <laughs> you go, you, you take off and hang it up and go direct to, the, to Tokyo. I mean... The other option could have been Darwin, but I think they've got more flights uh, staging into Cairns from various other parts of Australia. Yeah, it's interesting. And in speaking of various other parts of Australia, well, uh, Sydney Airport, now Australia's largest city, although according to some reports, perhaps not for much longer, but hey, we won't go there. Uh, you know, Grant, people say that I quite often uh, pick on people from Sydney and, well, they'd be right. Anyhow. <laughs> As someone who used to live in Sydney, I can attest to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, it's worse, Grant. You come from New Zealand. I haven't made oh. any Kiwi jokes for, for months. Hey, come on, come on. That was decades ago. You know, New Zealand's to Queensland, you know, 
started in New Zealand, went to Brisbane, then uh, to Sydney, then overseas, back, yeah, anyhow. Well, look at me. I, I used to live in Arkansas, so I've been all over. I've been everywhere, man. Anyway, anyway, people going from Sydney. Uh, of course, it's the Easter weekend, and uh, well, there is the usual yearly bout of uh, traveller chaos at Sydney Airport. Oh well, mate, it's not just Sydney; it's also Melbourne. Brisbane, and pretty much any major capital city in Australia. Yes, of course. Um, well, on, on the one hand, it is uh, good to see people travelling. You know, I wonder um, if our airports around Australia might have uh, found a way to manage traffic, foot traffic at least, a bit better. Or maybe it's just unavoidable. Who knows? But every year we get these reports about how bad, you know, Sydney Airport is, Melbourne Airport, et cetera, et cetera, because so many more people are booking holidays and going away travelling. Well, you know, on the other hand, what would one expect? It's it's the last really major batch of holidays for quite some months. So, of course, people are going to want to get away. Well, mate, I'll let you know what it's like because on Thursday, Kit and I are flying to Adelaide. I'm doing commentary at the Barossa Air Show over the weekend. So uh, may have to dial in an Ausdesk for the next one. But uh, yeah, hopefully it won't be from a queue in the bloody airport. Yes, well, going to Adelaide now, of course, that's actually not as busy a route. Well, there's actually not as many flights going from Melbourne to Adelaide mm. as perhaps there are Melbourne, Sydney. So uh, I always find that's an, actually an issue when you're trying to book flights over there because you quite often can't get the same good deals because there's just not as much competition on that route oh hands up i can attest to that i mean yeah we've not paid a small amount and we looked at even jetstar and rex uh, and oh my you goodness believe- well what day did you say you were going there granted thursday this week now we're recording this on the sunday before the podcast goes live based on what i've seen from some of those reports maybe you should leave tomorrow that'll give you a few days to get through the queues honestly i'm thinking you're right hey three days in the airport I, i'd be up for that yeah, yeah. Kit may have words about that. Yes. <laughs> so would my wife. I can guarantee that. <laughs> anyway, folks, that's everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. Yes, Grant, we will be talking to you, uh, you know, speaking of jangling banjos and everything, you'll be in South Australia next week. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and with that, we've just uh, alienated our five South Australian listeners. Uh, we may be Bye, back guys. next week. We may be back next week. We <laughs> shall see. Until then, I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.